Good evening. Good evening. Doing. How are you doing today, this evening? Good evening. You know, I'm glad you came on to my podcast. I was looking over, uh, you know, pieces of the book, and I actually enjoyed it. But let me start things off with the introduction right here. This is Travis Frost, a.k.a. Trill Tossa of the Trill Tossa Special. Um, I'd like to introduce yourself. Um, can you introduce to the listeners what your name is and behind your book? My name is Kimberly Mejia. The book we're promoting today is It's a Man's World. Now, what the man's world, what a man's world, can you explain the context behind the book and what inspired you to write this book? I, what inspired me to write the book is the disconnect that so many of us have between men and women. And the book just goes over different characters about men and what they can do to change and to be a better man for their wives, their children, and people of the world. This is just a book about change, overall change for men. And I, I definitely agree with what you're saying because with nowadays that we've seen, change has to be made. Like with all the stuff going on in society, um, I and this is my opinion. Granted, with both genders and whatnot, I feel as if men need to be more held accountable in this context. Even lately, I know I have to admit to myself I need to be held more accountable. Right, right. Men definitely need to be held more accountable for their tactics. You know, we all should be held accountable for the things that we do as human beings. But it's really a book to make men be able to see themselves because a lot of times, you know, as women ourselves as well, we're so harsh on men. We don't allow them to let their guards down. And we don't really let, let them be the men that they can be because we're so busy being hung up on telling them, you know, we don't want them to express themselves. You know, I think uh, women have failed a lot of men in that way, uh, not letting them allow themselves to express themselves and to just let their manhood down. You know, we want men to be hard all the time. And, and men just don't have to be hard all the time. I think that they can just learn to be express that emotion and show themselves and show that emotion and let that people know that they're human too. And we we ha- we hail men, we hold men to such a high standard these days. And we have to let them be to be expressive with the things that they're going through as so well. Saying it's okay to be vulnerable. You know, emotionally uh correct me if I'm wrong, you know it's okay to be emotional. You know, like you just can't be you just can't be on one emotion in that sense. Because I know, speaking upon my experience, um, I know growing up, and this goes back to when I was in college, actually. Like, I, I was in undergrad, and this is when I was somehow dating and whatnot. The person I was dating, they made it hard for me to, you know, express my emotions and all that stuff because they were just like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do this. Mind you, we're both college students, so you know with the budgets and all that stuff, you know, you got to make sure things are right. She chastised chastised me because she wanted me to pay for the whole trip for spring break. She didn't want to pitch in, but she wanted me to pay 
for everything. And yes, and that's a big issue that a lot of women have in society now because, you know, there was a time when men, like, I'm the man of the household, I'm head of household, you know, I pay the cost to be a boss. And so women at that point were really holding them to that standard, pretty much put your money where your mouth is. Because when you make those kind of statements, sometimes you really can put your yourself out there and make put yourself in a vulnerable situation where people want to hold you accountable for what the words that you say. But I feel like, you know, in these relationships, we're in a different time zone, a different atmosphere where it's very difficult for men and women. So definitely the men are looking for the woman to be their helpmate, you know. And I think it's important because I, you know, I definitely teach my son to know, you know, I have a son that's 37 and I definitely teach him be a helpmate. You have a, a woman in your life. You do right by the lady. You take care of you treat her like a lady. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with a woman pitching in and helping where a man lack. You know, if you want better things, a better lifestyle and you want to live better, most definitely you want uh, that helpmate. The woman, the woman wants that, that backbone and the man also wants that backbone. We have to respect each other as men and women mm-hmm. and make sure that if you're in a relationship and you're saying that you love someone, you should be there fully. You should be fully committed, uh, mind, uh, soul, and spirit of, of doing what's right to make that relationship work. Almost definitely, because at the end of the day, like, and from what I'm seeing and from experience, it definitely takes two to grow. It definitely takes two to make things work because you just can't depend on just one person to make things work because. By doing that, it just becomes emotionally and physically exhausting. Like, how how, how do I say this? And this is speaking on it, where when you have one person trying to do everything, it's not going to work. It's just going to be exhausting. Like, it may seem initially good at first, but it's going to become exhausting. It really is. Most definitely. Most definitely. You de- your house. I always believe in my house being my place away from places, my place of peace, my place to excel. And if my husband can't bring me peace, who else should I depend on to bring me peace? So the person that you choose to be your mate definitely has to be your peacemaker. So when writing It's a Man's World, that's what it's about, you know, helping men. I interviewed so many men in writing that book, you know, even though I think I have a lot of experience, you know, because I have had a lot of male friends and I have, you know, I'm a woman, I'm having a male experience. However, I am not a man. So I did research my book thoroughly and I, d- I definitely interviewed men to make sure that I was on p- uh, point. And I got a lot of different men mindsets of how men felt. And, you know, that's why some of the subject matter you see in the book is so many subjects because every man had a different character. And there's a lot of things that are, that's hurting in the male community. You know, we have all these women empowerment groups that are out here that's helping to empower women. But what about the men? They need someone to empower them to know that they're being loved. And then we're going through all this racism with the black male as well. You know, men have it hard already as being men because and that's man, men of every color. And then it's even worse in the black community because these are the black males are even vulnerable. So, you know, this book definitely kind of circulates with all of that just to build character and to build higher self-esteem to help them get through some of these life changes that, you know, men are experiencing and going through. Mm. I, I, I feel you on that. I, I definitely see where you're coming from. 
The one thing I will say is this, of course, it's okay to show emotion. But then when it comes back to mm-hmm. what when it comes back to um, you know, of course with what's going on with racism in the community in across the world and across the United States and whatnot, it's definitely it definitely raises a lot of concerns and it just makes you think like, wow, we're still going through this in 2020 now don't get me wrong i don't have a problem with female empowerment groups but at the end of the day man mm-hmm. man deserve love too like i understand mm-hmm. there's been some issues with how men are in some cases towards women i understand that and then then the same right. goes for women and whatnot how women are towards right men. so you know it it's a back and mm-hmm. forth I mean, one may be more than another, but it's still going back and forth. Right. Well, I think the, the, the subject on that is always about communication. When we learn to listen and hear, we can't just listen to a person without hearing them. And we're so busy talking, trying to get our own point across most of the time that we miss the conversation. That's why it's so important to hear what everyone is saying. A woman shouldn't overtalk the man and the man shouldn't overtalk the woman. It's important that both voices be heard in any type of relationship and not just heard, be sensitive to the matter. Try to cooperate and communicate what they're asking for, what they're asking you to give in that relationship. Because I feel like if you're listening to what that person is asking you for, you can definitely make that relationship work out and it can last. You can't be so controlling always controlling the whole relationship well the person can't express themselves and you know sometimes you know women are known as naggers and if we talk too much of course we (laughs) we make the men get tired of listening to us because we can definitely overwhelm a man if we voice our opinion too much however the most thing a woman wants is she really wants to be heard and understood and that book is because that it's a man's world because men they want to be heard and they want to be understood. They want to feel like they're needed, they're wanted, and they're loved. A man definitely wants to feel like he needed because I feel like a man feel like he's out of place if he's not needed. So I think it's important to us to let them express themselves and let them know, let them play their role. Let them do their role. If it's something they want to do, we have to open that space up and allow them to express themselves. I mean, definitely. And the one thing that I've heard a saying about nagging before like growing up, they were saying I wouldn't have to nag so much if you actually would have took care of it. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, what do you think about that statement? Well, you know, women, we we act on more emotion. We're more emotional creatures, so if we have to repeatedly tell you something over and over, it just it just runs our frustration level up to the top. So that's why I say the communicating part, where whether it be a man or a woman, it's best to listen to them. And you know, sometimes you know you're a man yourself. You know how sometimes if your woman is constantly telling you stuff over and over, it gets on your nerves. So you kind of push it to the side. I do that later. You know, you, y'all just will blow us off if we become too much. So I help the way I deal with my husband if it's something Something I really need him to do. I'll, you know, sometimes I might even give a time. I'm like, hey, babe, I need that done by in 30 minutes. Or, babe, I need that done before two hours. Or, babe, I need, you know, I try to tra- trans, 
turn around the formation, even if, like when the yard get, <laughs> needs to be cut. I don't like to keep saying, baby, uh, did you cut the yard today? Or are you about to cut the, I don't do it like that because I know that next year if I'm on him like that. So I'm like, oh, uh, what time are you going to cut the yard? I, you know, I try to change the subject matter around to make him feel like he's in control. He the one ready to cut the yard. You know, I try to, you know, change the situation to make it feel, make him feel like he's in a position to make that uh, decision. So I think that if we change the position around, sometimes it would make the man, the man feel more comfortable. It's how we talk to them and how we ask them to do things. We got to know a woman needs to know how to always keep her charm when it comes to a man. Because if we can charm them, we can definitely get them to do anything that we want. Because the one thing I and I'm glad you said that, because I, I understand what you're saying about reminding. Like, I'm, I'm the type of person, right? I, I will get it. I'll get it done. But if you keep reminding me about mm-hmm. it, it'll make me most likely not want to get it done. That, that's just, and don't right. get me wrong. I've, I've been guilty. I've been nagged to before. I've, I've been nagged to death as what someone would say. But it's like, I'll, I'll get it done. It's just if you keep reminding me about doing it, it'll make me less interested in doing it. It's like growing up. It's like, oh, we got to clean the house, y'all. It's Saturday. We got to clean the house. And to me, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, if it's, hey, they only said it once, I'll do it. But if you keep getting in my ear about it, it makes me not want to do it. It it just takes the thrill out of it because I'm in a relationship myself right now. And, you know, it's some things about, like, we both, like, don't, don't get me wrong. She's nagged to me before. But at the same time, when we talk these things out, it'll be some emotion. But it's got to be logic behind it. You know, you just can't fly off the bat and just mm-hmm. say it without it making any sense. Because right. when it come out the mouth, yeah. hey, it's already out there. Right. And the tongue is so important. That's why we, like I say, as a woman, we definitely have to approach our men with charm and understanding and uh, it's a man world. It's definitely about that. For the man learning how to express himself with the woman because basically we're looking for the same things we just don't realize that we are and the difference is uh, a lot of relationships are not going very well because it's just communication and that vulnerability we don't know how to be vulnerable or we just don't want to everybody wants to be on top everybody wants to be the winner everybody wants to be the lead and then and it's not really about that I can remember when I got married you know 20 some years ago me and my husband, that first year of marriage, that was a tough year for us. And it's because both of us, us was trying to be dominant. Both of us was trying to be the boss. And I came to, con- con- to the conclusion myself. I said, you know, I started thinking different. I said, I'm going to let him have his way. I'm going to just do whatever he's saying. It's not worry about it. I'm telling you, the moment, the day that I decided to let my guard down and let him and be free and let him, you know, take charge, everything changed in that moment. He's like, whatever I wanted, he did it. All he wanted me to do was let my guard down and let him be the man. And I done that and, I, and it worked for me ever since. I mean, and I had to come to that conclusion. I'm like, dang, it was that simple. You mean I was going through all this hardship for nothing? I could have been the done that. So I just know men definitely want women to be a little softer and they want, they don't want us to be so vocal sometimes just to let them be the man and let them feel like they're wanted and needed and they can, they can take charge. See, that's what I'm saying though. I mean, and you know, lately, I mean, granted, at my age, it, it's still some learning experiences and whatnot. Because 
you know, you don't want to be seen as a yes man or whatnot, but it's like it's boundaries and whatnot because, you know, if you're just being a yes man or like you, the one thing I've learned is you don't want to have the fight taken out of you, whether you're dating or whether you're married. Most definitely. Everybody wants a challenge. No man wants a pushover woman and not, and there's no woman who wants a pushover man. The men that used to let me push over my, I already knew it. it, it the relationship was not going anywhere because I'm like, I can do anything I want with him. So he, I definitely know that that wasn't no person that I was going to settle down with. I definitely always wanted the challenge. I didn't never wanted the man that I could just, oh, you do this, sit, ooh, sit, or anything like that. I wanted the man that would, you know, stand up for himself and put his guards up and make sure that he knew his foundation. He knew what he stood for. And I'm sure, you know, men are looking for the same thing I have most of my life I have thought like a man so I know men think like that you know a, a woman is just easy to push over and to do whatever he wants her to do more than likely he's not going to be interested in that woman men want solidarity they want a woman who knows who she are what she's doing what she stands for so it's pretty much the same thing women are looking for the same thing but in a man we just want the man to stand up and be counted for and to you know be able to add to what you know we already got going on and make sure that there's an addition there and and i think what i can say so far with the takeaways is correct me if i'm wrong you know someone who's definitely able to listen, you know, be able to show their emotions, but at the same time, be firm. And at the same time, they can just, you know, make sure they're able to use logic in that sense. Right. Most definitely. Everything is about being logical, being practical, and just respecting the other person's boundaries. You know, respecting boundaries is very important. We should always have respect for each other and, you know, don't step on another person's foot. If your man is telling you, hey, you know, I don't feel comfortable with you doing this or you doing this, you know, try to compromise and find a way to work around that, to do whatever you can to make him feel comfortable in the situation. It's just like a woman. We want the same thing. We want our men to make us feel comfortable in our situation. You want a person that you can basically be free with, you know, and live life with. You don't want a person that you go around people you uptight. You can't be yourself with, you know, you're looking for somebody who can allow you to live, to allow you to be yourself and to allow, allow you to be free. Yeah, definitely. Because like I said, right now in my current relationship, like I said, I'm comfortable, you know, I, it's been times where, yeah, I've been taken out of my comfort zone, but it wasn't for the wrong reasons. You know, it's just like, yeah, to live life. And that's why that's to live right. life to the fullest and whatnot, because the one thing is, and and this is growing up from my experiences that I can't be complacent. And of course, granted with what's going on with these scenarios, I can't be complacent. I can't be this but at the same time it's just like hey there's room for improvement most definitely you read when you saw in the book I, that was definitely one of the things that i say in the in the title in the introduction you know don't expect people to accept you as you are be willing to tell people i'm willing to change 
from what I am. You know, we can't go around just telling people, hey, just accept me from for what I am. Be willing to change if you want things to work. You know, and people do that a lot. You know, they say that a lot. Oh, accept me for what I am. If you can't accept me how I am and for what I am, uh, then, then you won't have me at all. Well, in your mind, you ought to be thinking, isn't there room for improvement? And if there is, can I improve myself? I am a work in progress and I feel like that there's always something within myself I can improve. And I feel like everybody in life should have that kind of mindset on how can I be better for myself? You know, so what's your take on that one? You know, I, I know I'll, I'll be the I'll be up front and I will say this. It's been times where I definitely need to make room for improvements. I mean, you're you're never too young or too old to make improvements because like like the saying like like I say, if you just if you're just stuck in your own in your old ways, are you really improving? Are you really growing? Are you are you can you literally just get up one day and just say, Hey man, I'm just gonna stay like this and not gonna change. Even if my partner wants to do something like, hey, if she wants to go out and try, like, no, I don't want to do that. Nope. Mm. No, I just want to stay up in the house. Nope. Right. We definitely should have an open mindset when it comes to our mate, our lover, our husband, wife, or whatever our counterpart is. We definitely should have a open mindset of change and and you know just trying to make that person feel good. You know. Quite naturally, every day you're not going to have a an aligned agreement on everything that you talk about or everything that's discussed. But life is about compromising, and in relationships, if you want it to work, you have to find a way to reach a compromise. You know, a man needs to know when to let his guard down, and a woman does also. Almost definitely, I, I agree with you and all that stuff. I mean, I see where you're coming from in that perspective because. At the same time, if we're really like, like I said, it's about growth. Like, right, it's definitely about growth, and and we should work on ourselves and try to make improvements at any point in our life that we should. Did you have um, anything in particular that you saw in the book that you had any questions about? Any particular like, I chapter? Something about trauma. Yeah. Trauma? Like, when it came to that, can you explain for me when it came to trauma? So, a lot of times, you know, when we go through life, I can just get this scenario (laughs) to start with. I lost a daughter, you know, to suicide ago. And a lot of times when we go through a lot of trauma, and for us, the men's aspect, when they go through a lot of trauma, say if a woman has really broken them or they're really disconnect, disconnected from their mother, I found that a lot of men who don't have a great relationship with their mother, it's very hard for them to deal with women because they didn't have that motherly bond with their mother. Or if another woman that they were really in love with and they didn't make it with her and they end up with somebody else. It's like a rebound from them. It's like that woman that they really wanted. I don't know if you can relate to this. It still was in their mind and in their heart, but they went on and took the other woman and made a relationship with her because the, the one that they really wanted, she, she, she didn't want them. 
So that may it's a, that's I think men have a trauma when it comes to that, and they have to work that out to try to get their self back on track before I think that they should move right back in another relationship quickly because their heart is not really where it needs to be. So I think when we're really traumatized and we went through bad relationships like that, we should allow ourselves a healing period so we can be ready to get back up and start over and walk again and love again rather than running, jumping in a relationship. Cause a lot of times we haven't healed, healed from the heartbreak that's already lying there. No, I mean, you, you definitely make a good point with that because when you put it in that context, it's just like, we just can't be, yeah, this happens. I just can't be going from relationship, hopping from relationship to relationship. If I truly didn't, give myself time to truly heal. It's like people I've, I've, I've been broken up with and I've broken up with people, but at the end, I still have to give my time to heal and whatnot. I'm just like, it's one thing I will say is I'll just never try to hop into a relationship right off the bat because there's, and I'm sure if you heard of this expression, because you don't want to end up like the rebound, you know? Right. Right. Cause I've been, I've been out and I've been the rebound before. It, it was not, mm-hmm. it was not a, I didn't know it, but it was not a well intended journey. Like the way it went about it, it was just like, Hey man, I felt like I got played because at the end she ended up going back. And this is back like my freshman year of college. She mm-hmm. ended back with her ex who cheated her mm-hmm. again. Right. I'm sure in life, at some point in life, we all have been a rebound from someone for someone. And that's just how it's meant to be for you to learn. And I think anything that we go through in life is just a learning experience for us to grow. So we should never be ashamed of anything we go through. We always should use that as a growing tool to get to the next step in life. You know, I have made it a point in my life to not have regrets, no matter what it was, but with every destination every downfall, every uplift, every cross road and uh, storm or whatever it was, I have always used that as a a strengthening rod, a a tightrope to make me be stronger, to elevate myself and make me try to be twice as good, if you know what I mean, to know how to navigate myself through bad situations. And it definitely has strengthened me in so many ways. So when I do come across things that some may find to be quite difficult, it's like it's just a surf (laughs) for me. I can just roll myself through it because I don't give it much thought. I'm like, that's nothing. So I think everything that we go through is always for a reason. And it definitely strengthens strengthens us and help us to have better determination on other strongholds that we have in life. Oh, you you're definitely right with that. I mean, I because that's that's the one thing I've been trying to learn gradually myself. You know, it's just at one point I used to get to a point where I would just say I'm not even surprised. I would just. I would just anticipate the disappointment where, hey, I would just get used to disappointment and expect. I mean, like, if if the good would happen, I'd be surprised. But it was like I was trying to prepare myself for the disappointment. So I'm getting wow. in the long run because it's it's been hurt. Like, it's just not like, <laughs> like, and this is not including relationships or whatnot. It's just like a lot of stuff 
that went out behind it, you know, like school, sports, um, like it's stuff I used to do to train with, but the older I got, it's just like, hey man, things are gonna happen. That's out of my control, but hey, I gotta I I just gotta keep living. Like Right. Right. And that's generally how I think, you know, that's what life is about. And that's really in scripture, you know, like even with this pandemic that's taking place right now. And a lot of people were when it was first coming about, they suffering from anxiety, they panicking and going through a lot of things. But uh, most things are already ordained. They're already in, in scripture. They're telling us this stuff is going to happen. And if you're saying you are a Christian or living by the word, it's in the Bible. If you believe in the word, then you should be prepared uh, for anything that come. Life still goes on. I mean, we're going to lose people down the way like we're doing. Uh, loved ones and people that we're very close to that we feel like they, they out, we can lose our own life because they're gone. That's going to happen. But we have to know how to stand and we have to know how to show other people how to stand because people are really watching your activity when you're the one sitting in this pool pit in the top of the church in the lead and out here showing leadership and you're saying that you are a fighter, a prayer warrior, or, uh, you know, and, and all this. And then when any little thing happened to you, you're laying on the ground and dying. That's not how life goes. My daughter, the suicide. And I'm going to just tell you, that's the worst hurt in the world. I'm telling you, that was a very, very difficult time for me in my life. But I refused to lay down and die. You know, I said, God, you know, you gave me this sentence and I'm going to stand and I'm going to keep moving. And I mean, it was hurting and, and, and it's not over. That's what people don't understand. They think you're OK. You know, the fight is still going on. You know what I'm saying? But you keep on moving. People need to learn how, you know, then it's during this COVID-19, people are losing a lot of loved ones. But, you know, that determination to keep going and to keep living and just thanking God for the time he gave you yeah. with those people. We have to learn how to identify with that and identify with scripture to know that is part of it. Life and death and keep living the what, or what, no matter what we do and try our best to be a person for purpose be about purpose you know what i'm saying almost definitely I, I definitely agree with you i mean it's just like we're gonna like i said i'm just gonna keep we're just gonna keep living i mean i know it's been for some things where i've know i have to do better in um things where i'm trying to grow in like i said like <laughs> i said and this is going back to the beginning it's always room for growth and all it's right. always room to improve on. But it's another point I wanted to touch on. It's been a very interesting topic. Um, you know, people around my age and whatnot, I haven't seen a debate about it. It's just like something mm -hmm. about submissiveness. I've heard something about submissiveness. I've seen it used mm -hmm. too loosely, then at the same time, I've seen it used out of context. What are your thoughts about that? <laughs> Okay, my thoughts about submissive, being submissive. I do believe that the man should be the man at all, at all counts, and but oh, you know, a man should allow that woman to advise her opinions because behind every good man is a good woman, a strong woman. We all know this, you know, because a real woman is going to be trying to push her man to the top anyway. But submissive about what? That's the question. What are we being submissive about? Now, if you're talking about being submissive in the bed bedroom, see, this is the thing, the spirit world. A lot of men get out here and they get a lot of loose women in the street. That's indeed everything is doing everything to them. And then you're going to come out and marry a woman and you're going to expect that same thing from her. And you probably ain't going to get that. So you can't go out in these streets and get every spirit that's in the streets 
and experience every spirit that in the streets to think the woman you come on and make your wife going to give you all them spirits that you would have been out there and how, how they use the word will and Jada and being an entangled with. <laughs> so you have to <laughs> that you had entanglement with. So when you choose a woman as, as your wife, you know, you choosing her because you truly love her and you chose her because she had dignity. Don't try to dignify her. It's a new word. Don't try to do that. Don't try to take her dignity. You know, let her be the flower that she is because whatever there was to experience before you married her, definitely you had to talk about that. So when we talk about submissive, it depends on what do you want me to be submissive about? About cooking, letting you be the man about this? Yes, but submissive goes to a certain level. The new generation, you know, do you mind me asking you how you are? I'm 26. I'm 26. Okay, most definitely. You're a very young man. You're 26. Y'all own some some most stuff. You know what I'm saying? When you go across social media, that's all you see. Sexual, sexual, sexual. They're they're losing their guidance. They think everything is about sex and pleasure and getting that orgasm. That is not what life is about. And sometimes when you're young like that, you know, it's a, a certain maturity that you have to reach before you can get to where grandmother is, I'm 54. So you know what I'm saying? So I'm way older than you. So your age group, you know, y'all on some different stuff between 25 to 40, sometime later in 40 something. It's a different level, you know, after you get a, you know, I slowed down early in my thirties. So, you know, I had a different mindset in my twenties, but young men, you know, y'all think different cause y'all just trying to get another notch on y'all built. And the woman that does not know that she's a target, you know, unless she get a man that's matured enough in his 20s that he know what he wants and he's ready to settle down. If not, the woman should have that mindset. OK, I'm just having fun. I'm enjoying myself. When I was in my 20s, I wasn't looking for no husband. Ain't no sense of me lying. I was having a good time, enjoying myself, making sure I had a, a nice gentleman. If I dated him that, you know, could you know, treat me nice. Why didn't that just have fun? I was enjoying my life when I started and made that change to get married. Then I was looking for definition, security, uh, guidance, uh, partnership, love, stability, you know. So it changes. You know, you're still young, even though you're saying you're with someone, but you're very young. So you, this generation right here is like latest are saying, you know, men don't date us like they used to. You know, when I was during my time, men would ask you for a date. They dated. They they went trying to meet the woman and go to bed the same night. This is something different. And the women are like, they meet the men. They want to sleep with them the same day that they meet them. I'm like, who does that? That's craziness to me. So it's like the generation gap. You know what I'm saying? So during our generation, that ain't how it went. Everybody wasn't just going meeting them. I wouldn't meet men like that. And, I, and most of my friends that I knew of, it was a different kind of game for us. Where did dating go? What happened to dating a woman, getting to know her for her soul and not her whole? So it's something different. They all after the one thing, the whole. It's got to be, get to know a woman for her soul. What's in her soul? You know, rather than just trying to jump in the bed, you know, learn to find out who who you with. And a lot of times if the woman is vulnerable enough to go ahead and give herself to a man, he thinks she's stupid. Many times the woman times the woman ain't stupid she chose you because she liked you or she felt something for you and the men take that for granted they don't feel like this woman is decent they be feeling like they're going to give her a name that thought or something you, you can't treat no queen like that if you think she's a thought why you laying down with her because that means that something is broken in both places you're broken brokenness attracts brokenness so you can't be saying the woman broken because if you weren't broken you wouldn't be messing with a broken woman I mean, you got me there, though. I mean, the the one thing I will say is that, and I agree with you about 
be quick to just hit, you know, just to hit it and quit it. You know, of course it's going to take courting because that's the thing. I know that's what I had to do with my uh, my lady right now, the person I'm currently dating right now. Great woman, great around, great family and all that. What I will say is, what I will say is this, though. Wasn't the same thing going on back in the day? Wasn't some people just trying to hit it and quit it back in the day? Most definitely. You're going to have that in every era, but it wasn't like it is now. When you look at social media, we didn't have social media. So that was something that slowed us down. Every, every, you know, any the dating system was different. When you went out with a man back then, you're going to go to dinner. They ain't going to come rushing you. Like now y'all got dating sites the same day they meet a man. They try to lay them down. I mean, it's different. We would go to the movies, go hang out. It would be months, you know, before we got to that level. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was just a de- mm. a different time era, and the dating system was totally different. The man that you probably chose to be your boyfriend, you probably hung out with him some months. Uh, hell, sometimes yeah, he was probably your best friend before he became your man. It was just a different era, you know. And I'm r- realizing now some of the stories that the women are telling me, they be like so fantastic. I be I just can't. I don't be believing it, but I ain't been on the dating scene in a long time. But the things they say, you know, the men meeting right there, they want to take them to bed. I'd be scared as hell or something like that. That's craziness to me. But no, in our era, I'm sure it existed. I'm sure it's everywhere somebody experienced something like that. But no, we actually dated. We actually, men actually dated you. And if they liked you and wanted something more with you, they wanted to meet your, your parents. They wanted to meet your parents. They wanted to hang out with your family. They spent quality time. These, you know, it's different now. They want to go lay down with the woman and she don't see him no more. And that's what upsets the woman because, like I say, women are emotional. And sometimes when they give themselves to the man, it ain't because she's a slut or she's no good. It's because she chose you. But the man is looking at her like she's nothing because she chose him. She might not be choosing no other man. You might be the only man she's choosing. But how are you going to know that if you leave her alone as soon as you done connected with her in a sexual manner, then you don't want to talk to her no more. You know what I mean, that's, that's, not, that's not being a man to me, you know. If you don't really want the woman, why babysit her? You get what I'm saying? Why would you you even babysit something that you know you don't want? So if there's an interest there, babysit the interest and see if something can happen. That's kind of where I'm coming from with that one. No, I get what you're saying because like you said, it's with social media. People are more out loud about it and whatnot. It's just like, yeah, I know I'm doing it. Yeah, I know I'm going to hit it and quit it. And right. I just love my business. I mean, granted, dating still, like I said, people still need to be properly courted. You know, dates could be, like I said, dates can be the smallest gestures and whatnot. I mean, hey, it could be like a little picnic date at home. It could be like a mm-hmm. trip, or a road trip. Like as long as you're putting the effort into it and whatnot, right? Like you're not trying to half-ass it. Right. And that's, uh, you know, what real it's a man's world is more about just teaching a man, you know, how to better connect with the counterpart, you know, to how to respect the woman, you know, what we're looking for. You know, you know, a lot of times you men think like, oh, my friend is doing it. Oh, so and so did this with well, Johnny's cheated on his wife so I can do it. Men normally look up to other men. So they feel like if they're doing it, well, it's OK, you know. Where women, you know, we have a different frame of mind. If we do something, we definitely, most of the time, we don't want nobody knowing. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that secret where men is like, well, here he did it. I'm going to do it too. You know, I can do it. Hey, if he all right, him, his wife, they have a good relationship. Oh, he cheated on her. Well, you know, I'm going to cheat on my wife too. You know, y'all kind of have that, you know, that the, the boys club, <laughs> the boys club guarantee. So it's a book just trying to let you be distinctive to have your own mindset, you know, to try to follow the rules of righteousness. It's really a Christian book coming from a Christian perspective on change, on not worrying about the next person, just working on you as the individual. Because I get what you're saying, you know, it's like at the end, you want to make your own goals. You know, you just like, like I said, it's okay to look up to people, but at the same time, you have to have your own realistic expectations. You know, you just can't be like, yeah, it's a, like I said, it's okay to model, but at the same time, you got to be able to have your own that's right and if you're gonna model have a good model have a uh, you know somebody who's who's taking the right trail as a model to you know to help you to get through because if you practice good behavior it becomes a part of your life but if you practice recklessness it becomes a part of your life as well you know like of course there's a lot of things i get from my parents like they'll be married 38 years in october Amen. And a lot mm-hmm. of stuff I take away from them, but it's a lot of stuff that I can adjust. You know, it's some stuff that I want to do on my own. You know, of course, they like the foundation, but at the same time, it's some stuff I want to, you know, model on my own. Because that's most definitely, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Rome wasn't built in a day. Like, you're going to have to. Man, this is just me talking like a basketball coach because I do coach. You you're gonna have to roll what you got, but at the same time, <laughs> right. you're gonna have to grow because where's definitely <laughs> go ahead. Because the one thing I talked about is this: you gotta have development, like how you develop a player. You gotta develop a relationship. You know, maybe you have that foundation going on with it because you know, hey, yeah, two people can date, but how you gonna build upon it? You you just can't be dating to date like you know it's it you you just can't be like hey what are we gonna do what are we gonna do the what ifs the whatnot right it's usually chemistry usually if it's someone you you pretty much know if you like somebody most of the time when you meet them or sometimes people grow on you that's why I say sometimes they become a friendship and then you realize hey it's really something there but generally for a man or a woman when you meet somebody the first time and if there's a deep chemistry there you know if you're going to try to pursue them or not so I would say for the men if that chemistry ain't there don't waste a woman time that's kind of how I think you know why waste a time when you don't feel nothing for anyway you get what I'm saying because that's how I was when I was dating if I met somebody and wasn't nothing there if I didn't feel anything for you I didn't waste my time with you what am I do that for? Cause I ain't nothing there. I didn't even waste my time. You know, I don't want to, I never, you know, I wasn't trying to lead nobody on, you know, you don't try to lead nobody on if you don't really feel anything for them. That's what you just trying to be a player. You try to be a player. Of course, me ain't going to do that. Cause y'all know it's a, you, it's a different shot. You're trying to do something else. But I would say to the woman and the man, if there's nothing there, why, why waste your time with it? Cause That's you pretty much know if you like somebody or not, the chemistry going to tell you, it tells the story. Because that's that's the thing I don't like. What well, there's no point of trying to lead somebody on. It's not gonna get you anywhere. Someone's gonna get their feelings hurt. Yeah, your ego may feel somewhat significant, but guess what's gonna happen? If someone did that to you, you're gonna be like, Oh shit, that shouldn't have happened to me, man. I shouldn't have did old person wrong and this and that. 
Now look at you. You're looking like Wooter Fool because you tried to play somebody. You tried to get your ego up. You tried to make yourself look big. But then when it happened, you got you, you played yourself. Like, like the saying goes, congratulations, you played yourself. Most definitely. You're very mature for 26. And I definitely always enjoy talking to the younger generation because, you know, we're more old school. And I think we have a lot to learn from the the younger generation, you know, y'all young, inspirational, inquisitive, have a whole new genre, a whole new mindset. And I'm interested in picking the mind of people your age, like someone 26 in the 30s, you know, because I know it's a definitely a generational gap, you know, that's there. And we definitely want to know the older generation definitely want to know how y'all think. And we definitely want y'all to know how we think. But I feel like the elders need to come back and take their seats back and try to reach back and mentor our younger generation. That's why a lot of things are so out of whack and so out of control because that mentorship that we used to give is not still there. And I think a lot of us, we need to still do that. We have to take our young people, embrace them and talk to them, sit them down, have circle talks. And see, when I was a young woman your age, I had my mother and all of my aunts and my uncles. They mentored us. They sat and they talked with us. And then I had my mother's friends, all the old ladies. I used to go brush their hair and clean up their house and do stuff for them. And those women, they taught me, you know, you know, I had a lot of wisdom in my circle and I listened to them and I followed their guidance. I had older brothers would tell me about men. Don't you do this? Don't you do that? And that's what we're lacking now. in you guys age group, we have to bring that mentorship back out there and share storytelling with you guys, you know, to try to help y'all to, to, to build. Of course we want you to go out there and learn on your own, but we definitely don't want you to have to make every mistake in the world, you know, you know, you navigate it through what you learn, you know, you're going to make mistakes and that's okay, but still don't try to make the worst mistakes. So it's good to have, I think that my brothers talking to me, my mother, my father talking to me, they, they saved me a lot of speed bumps and humps in the road because I listened and that helped me a lot because if I didn't get that knowledge early on a lot, I think I would have chose another road, another path. So I think the elders need to keep that position and help the youth. Because, and I agree with what you're saying, because it's one thing, like, everybody's a mentor to somebody. Like, people mentor me. I've even mentored people before, like, not just through sports, but, see, I teach, too. So, of course, even outside, of course, I mentor students. I talk about I said, hey, man, just a heads up concern. Like, I had to tell someone, I said, what you doing? I, and I told him this. I said, bad company runs good morals. And if you keep hanging with those people, you don't see what I mean. Right. You're very intelligent, though. You know, you're on a different level for a 26-year-old. You're grounded and you're rooted and you have your, 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 your mind, your cap is on right. So, you know, you're a great mentor, you know, for young men, you know, to get young men in your age, you're 26 to 35, you know, and, and share that mentorship because you have that. You, 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 you have a parents that's been married 38 years. So, you know, you want that, that same foundation. So you're definitely someone to get out there and lay that leadership down to try to teach our young men and strengthen them to do what's right. You know, to teach, teach them. If you find somebody that you feel like you're, you're ready to tie down with, 
try to do what's right. Try to build a foundation while you're young. So when you get older, you can rest, you know, and, and you have a, a great concept in doing that because I, I like the way you talk, you know, you're very educated to be as young as you are. And, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy sharing book talk with somebody like you, like yourself, you know, you're about one of the youngest interviews I've done. I think I did somebody about 30 something generally, but I mean, I, I really, I really like your mindset. You're very intelligent for a 26 year old. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that coming for you because, like I said, I'm rooting for everybody to succeed. Like, I definitely am. I said I want everyone to succeed. I want everybody to be in good company to see what's going on, though. But I said, you have, I said, it starts with you. Like, you can say, hey, it can be about my part. I said, hey, it starts with you. But at the same time, it starts with the both of y'all. It's like it takes two to tango. Like, at the end of the day, we all going to be able to succeed, but at the same time, it's how we go about it. That's right. That's right. It's definitely about the footprints that you laid down, that you engraved. Like the, the elders always said, I, I laid the gravel for the road you're trying to travel. So <laughs> it's great to look up to those who have uh, inspired us to be great, to be better. And that's what our job is, to mentor to be great and to be better, to help those who are following in our footsteps, pave a way for them to follow. And those who are trying to do better, do whatever we can to guide them or, or you know, get the excesses of the education, or lead them to what they need, do what we can to do in the community to make sure they get access to what they're trying to do and be a mentor, be an olive branch to help them to move forward. Because it's just like this at the end of the day, like being realistic, it's just like I don't want to see people fall because like, how, how do I say this? Don't, don't get me wrong. We all made mistakes, even in cases where, hey, I was just stubborn and someone was like, don't do this. And I did it and I made a mistake. And I, like I said, I, I regret it. I deeply regretted what I did because towards that, I grew from it. But at the same time, when I took with it, I said, you know, I can't keep doing this. I can't, I can't, I can't get caught lacking because if it happens to me again, it's, it's trash. Like it's embarrassing for what happens because if it happens to me, it'll just set me back. I'll keep getting right. sent back. Like mental and spiritual growth is so important. It, that's so important for us as human beings. And it's just, it's a great thing that when you go through life and you tarry, you make mistakes, you fall down, you fall down, but you just get up and you keep on pushing, you keep starting over and we're going to make mistakes. I mean, we're human. We're not going to go through life, living a perfect life. That's why I always tell people I'm a work in progress. Don't look for perfection in me because I don't have it. And I'm quick to tell people that don't look for perfection in me. I'm nowhere near it. But I'm definitely, am I willing to work on myself? Yes. If you tell me something that you don't like about me, do I stand to be corrected? Yes. Can I make improvements on my life? Yes. Am I willing to change? Yes. So long as you can answer yes to those questions, you're on the right path. You got to be willing to see yourself for what it is. And a lot of people right now, that's a big thing that they're dealing with. They're, whatever decisions they made in their life, they don't know how to forgive themselves. They don't know how to let it go. And they don't know how to move forward. That's important. Take responsibility for what you've done and you can move forward. First thing, if I lied, okay, I lied. 
If I cheated, I cheated. If I stole, I stole. You got to just say whatever you've done, whatever it is that you've done, kill, steal, whatever it is. I've done that. But you know what, Lord? I want to change that and I'm going to do better. And you just start working on doing better. You let the past go. You don't, people don't need to keep judging you by your past because you can change your past by starting a better future. And then those people that want to keep looking at you for your past, you just move from around them and get around people that can see your change, you know. But I feel like in our humanity, the biggest thing about that is being able to work on you, being able to accept the change and just move forward and do it. I I, I definitely feel that. Like, the, the one thing I've learned is... Through time, it's just like I know definitely through time, and like I said, it is like like I said, I've been I've been beat up over time. Like I said, we're gonna have our good days and we're gonna have our bad days. But the one thing I will say is this: I'm all for mentorship and coaching and all that. But the one thing I and the one thing I've learned through times is how you deliver it. Some people are used to being braided. While some people are used to just being, you know, just like talk to them, like actually walking through it. Because I learned in my old position, I, I was all for constructive criticism. But what you will not do is take disrespect me or take me out of my name. That's the one thing I will say. Yeah, most definitely. You know, nobody wants to be criticized and big beat down and taking advantage taking advantage of that's why we have to have that mental and physical growth to know how to set those kind of things aside when people are really trying to ostracize us again we're going through that now in the black community with all this uh racism and the attack on the black men you know we're going through that right now so it's all about just trying to comply when you're being pulled over you know try to comply as much as you can even though sometimes when you do comply it still don't doesn't turn out the best but i would say the best thing to do is just try to be the best you that you can but by all means don't let nobody just run over you and take you for granted no that's not the that's not what we build on being just being ran over like you know a dump truck you definitely have to stand up for what you believe in because that, that's the one and that's the one thing i want to address and finish out on in a sense it's just like this in a way black people are seeing you know we're supposed to be seen as the strong ones, you know, despite all the stuff that's happened to us. We're supposed to be seen as the strong ones, you know, the ones like, hey, we're strong, especially with black women. You know, it's just like, and y'all go through a lot. Y'all really do go through a lot. And mm -hmm. at the same time, we always get the heat. Like, no matter, no matter what we do. And this goes, and this, I'll even tag Spiralers back in to what's going on, what happened in the NFL. Then nothing happened. Nobody, players were just linked up first game of the season. Players just linked up, held arms together and all that. Mind you, this was an address to police brutality. You know what happens? Fans still booing. People still calling it political. But the same people came to that game and sat there, had their food, and while they watched the game, that's right. And I mean, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. So I definitely feel like 
the NFL made the right stance by taking a knee, joining the hands and doing what they're doing. I think that this is the time for movement and unity and to uplift and be united and do what we have to do to move forward, be a part of the march, be a part of the protest, whatever you can do in the community to ease the pain, you know, try to tell our black men, you know, if they get stopped to be in compliance, try to, you know, heal families, stick with prayer, you know, do whatever we can do that's, being on the right side, just being for the right. And I feel like more people should just start up for the, the be standing up for the right and definitely appreciating all the people who get out there and protest with the black community to try to see a change, an overall change in what's going on in our world because it's, it's really chaotic right now. But again, all that is in scripture. I mean, the Bible talks about it. It's all what's going to happen. I mean, this is said the first going to be last and the last going to be first. As you can see, all all these great rich companies, how they closing down or have already closed down. I mean, this is a time to build, unite, unify, and try to get yourself where you need to be. Work harder. You, if you're in a conference zone, something ain't right. You need to be pushing and working as hard as you can, trying your best to get to the top and get your message across, build your business, and do what you have to do to be able to survive this pandemic, pandemic, and uh, a shortage of jobs and this coronavirus. I mean, it's a lot of things that we're not able to do right now. And, you know, the money's flow is a little slower because, you know, I was able at first, uh, rather than, I was always doing radio interviews, but I was getting a lot of book sales, more at events as well, you know, and things have slowed down for me. So I'm definitely finding different ways to reinvent my own self and doing whatever I have to do to get my message across, to keep building my businesses, businesses so they can grow as well. And I definitely try to partner with other businesses to see how we can put on functions together and further grow our, our businesses uh, in its unity. So I think it's a good thing for a lot of companies, you know, small businesses to unify at this time and see how we can build each other. And I'm glad we were able to link up together with this podcast, being able to set things up and whatnot. But the one thing I will say is this, like, like going back to it at the end, I, I love, I love my black people. I, I definitely want what's best for us. Like I said, Black women and black men, like I said, we all we all need to be linked up together, especially during these times, especially during what's going on during COVID, and of course with racism. You know, it's just like you know, helping support building the community and whatnot is all about growth, all about building, and right? Whatnot. Build how to lay the foundation. We can at the end. Generation after generation, we are going to have to lay the foundation down and whatnot. Like, we're going to have to keep laying the foundation down no matter what, because you know it's going to happen. We're going to, it's going to happen for the next generation, and we got to keep building upon it. Most definitely. That's why we have to unify unify our youth, better connect with them. And after this podcast, I definitely have some other information that I would share with you privately. I would definitely like to have you on some other calls and stuff that we do. And we definitely are trying to recruit younger generation to get them in on, you know, and, and babysit you guys ideas as well on how we can keep 
um, elevating each other. And we definitely are interested in, it's a more older crowd and we definitely are interested in young people like you, young minded people who have a different perspective and a different initiative on life. And I love working with the youth because I like to pick your brain. You know, y'all come with new, with new ideas, new renovations, you know, and that's what we need right now. Shared ideas. You, y'all can definitely get the wisdom from the older people and we can definitely get the youthful ideas that you guys have as well. So I think it works great hand in hand and we just keep on working hard at what we do because, you know, we can't you can't change everybody at one time, but you can definitely change one person one at a time. Like and like I said, towards the end, it's okay. Like we're everybody's gonna mentor everyone. You know, the old can learn from the young and the young can learn from the old. It's a cycle. Everybody everybody wins. I definitely agree with you on that one. I think we have like thirty five seconds left, so <laughs> it's been a great podcast sitting with you and I'm looking forward to when it's going to air. I guess you need to tell everybody that right quick. <laughs> oh, you! I, I'm glad it was nice having a conversation with you. Uh, are there any closing thoughts you want to close out with? I just want to say, if anybody is introducing the book and question that we were talking about is "It's a Man's World," you can get that in any of my books, "Real Team Real Talk" and "Real Woman Real Talk" at www.realwomanrealtalk or Real Woman Real Talk Facebook group. You can inbox me, email me at K-I-M-M-E-J-I-A-66 at live.com. If you would like to order some books or donate to my nonprofit, K. Mejia Community Association. And it's just been an awesome moment. I love talking with you, Travis, and I loved everything we talked about. I loved all your input. You're very wise for 26, and I really appreciate you for allowing me to be on your podcast. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, this is Travis Frost signing out, a.k.a. Trill Salsa. Uh, my guest with me, um, uh, this was a great this was a great talk with you. I'm glad we were able to interact and whatnot. Um, I'll be signing out for the evening. Um, thank you all for listening out. Uh, stay tuned for my future podcast. Thank you all and thank you to my guest tonight. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Travis. Have a blessed night. Bye-bye.